You're listening to Shift to Thrift, the show about thrift storing and buying secondhand goods. This is your host, Bryce. Well, thank you for tuning in today. This is the first episode ever of the show, and I'm very excited to be talking about thrift stores. And not just thrift stores, but throughout the show, we're going to talk about any place where you can buy secondhand goods, like yard sales or consignment stores, even boutiques. Uh, we'll even talk about thrifting abroad uh, so stay tuned and we'll talk about all kinds of treasures uh, all kinds of deals you can find by thrift storing and since this is our first episode I'm gonna take some time to introduce myself my name is Bryce and I live in Virginia it's where I do the bulk of my thrift shopping I do customer service for a technology company I first started seriously thrift shopping when I was in college uh, as a child, I had been taken to thrift shops before, but I never seriously started thrifting until college. Uh, I can remember the first time I needed to go to a thrift store. I needed to go to a thrift store. Why? For a Halloween costume, of course. Uh, it's that time we're getting close to Halloween, and I just remembered. Now, Halloween costumes aren't very economical. You buy an overpriced Halloween costume. The fabric, the quality of the material isn't very good. Uh, and after a weekend of partying, of college partying, they get beat up and they can't really be used the next year. Freshman year, I was a Ghostbuster. Bought a cheap costume, cheap Ghostbusters costume from Walmart. Didn't last more than one weekend, which was fine. But then I have nothing to wear the next year. So, I turned to Goodwill for a costume, and I had to get creative because most of the, I procrastinated way to the last minute, and a lot of other students had the same idea to get their costumes at Goodwill as well. I found a black t-shirt and a big, silly pair of sunglasses and a roll of duct tape and I think a red sharpie and what I did is I went a hat I forgot the hat it was just a simple uh, like a black baseball cap looking uh, hat and I made this costume of um, of, of uh, Skrillex who if you if you don't know is a uh, dubstep artist who was uh, pretty big in around 2011, 2012 when, 2012 when I had made the costume. So I had uh, a Walmart wig, that's one part of the costume that was from Walmart. Um, this hat, this black shirt, these sunglasses that I had popped the, the lenses out of, and I made these three red stripes using the tape. Um, that was his logo. I made that on the sh on the black shirt. So that was probably my one of my earliest experiences at a thrift store. At a thrift store in recent memory, was making a Halloween costume. Uh, and you can, if you if you're willing to get creative, uh, you can definitely make Halloween costumes uh, with things you find from Goodwill. And Sure enough, I made uh, I made a costume the next year after that, uh, a slice of pizza, 
it was a slice of pizza. Uh, to do that, yeah, I had to get creative, uh, cut up some fabric. Um, but once I was inside of a Goodwill, what really caught my eye was the electronics section. Discarded electronics and gizmos and gadgets. Um, just seeing these discarded relics from the 90s and the 80s, it drew my eye and I found myself returning to Goodwill um, just to just to look at look at the little treasures, these little electronic treasures. And they weren't and my treasures I really mean junk. But I don't know, maybe we'll cut that part out. Um, and sunglasses. I found myself just returning for you know things like cell phone chargers, uh, sunglasses. I was notorious for losing sunglasses. I I saw a strange-looking machine on the electronic shelf one day, and it was a white box with a clear lid and some buttons and an LCD display. It looked like sort of like a printer, like a tall, round printer, and I inspected it, and it was it's a bread machine, a bread maker. I'd never seen anything like that before. I didn't know it was possible that a single tabletop machine could bake a loaf of bread. But here it was. It was a paddle mixer, uh, bread maker, um, all in one, and for one dollar. <laughs> uh, I guess that must have been a big thing in the uh, 90s, was to make your own bread at home. but. The shelf was lined with at least a half dozen of these bread machines, uh, all for a dollar. I picked one that, picked the nicest looking one that still had the instruction manual, and I took it home with me. Later, I went to grocery store, bought bread flour and uh, yeast, and you know the things you need to bake bread with, and I made my first loaf of bread. And it was it was great. I was kind of confused because it bakes it, it bakes the paddle into the loaf of bread. You have to remember to take you have to remember to remove the paddle uh, before you before the bake cycle starts. I started baking all kinds of different breads. I baked whole wheat bread, white bread, uh, bread with herbs in it like parsley and rosemary, uh, sweet breads, uh, shaped doughs. I could just use the bread machine to make doughs, pizza dough. And who doesn't love fresh pizza dough? It tastes great. Recently though, I hadn't been making very much bread. Uh, it just, it's hard to get through uh, an entire loaf before it goes stale. That's the thing about homemade bread is it goes stale uh, a lot quicker than store-bought bread. Um, so yeah, it's hard to get it's, it's best. Fresh baked bread, it's the novelty for the day. It's not good the day after. And like I said, it's difficult to get through an entire loaf of bread the day you make it. So, uh, so the bread machine fell out of use for a few months, but it's found new life again. I actually brought it to my workplace, and it's been a huge hit at the office. It takes about three hours from start to finish to bake a loaf of bread using the bread machine, but 
it's worth it. The day I brought this bread machine into the office, it was it was the talk of the day. Everyone was so excited uh, to have fresh bread, and I made just basic white bread. Uh, it hit the spot for a lot of people, uh, especially I think snacks had been scarce at the office that particular week. Um, but I made a loaf of bread for my coworkers, and uh, they enjoyed it, and I made one the next day too. And I'm now known as the bread maker of the office, which isn't bad. Uh, what I didn't expect about the bread is how it would how it brought people together. It was uh, very much kind of in the way of like a scuttlebutt, like water cooler. Um, once the bread was made, people could smell it. Uh, it naturally attracted people, and uh, people would come and talk and share a little bit of stories and uh, have a nice snack. And it was a nice day, a nice way for people to. Uh, come and have a have a quick break at the office, and my coworkers would ask, "Is is that a bread maker? Like, why did you bring a bread maker to work? Did you buy that? Did you buy that just to bring to work?" And I said, I was like, "No, I've I've had this uh I've had this bread maker since college. I got it for one dollar at Goodwill, and I've had it and I've used it ever since. Um, I confess I did." Uh, lose one paddle. I had to replace one. Uh, $14 on Amazon, so it cost much more to replace the paddle than to just buy the bread machine at Goodwill. That's okay. Uh, it still works. One of my coworkers was so excited about the idea of making fresh bread that he immediately went onto Amazon and bought himself a $70 bread maker. And I said, no, please don't do that. Please cancel that order. That makes me feel so bad. I didn't mean for you to think that you needed to go out and buy an expensive bread maker when you can just buy one at Goodwill. They're on the shelves at Goodwill. Maybe even a nicer one than the $60 one you found on Amazon. Um, and he did cancel the order, uh, but he did impulse buy a vacuum sealer. Nothing I can do about that, but uh, whatever floats your boat, I guess. He can, he can vacuum seal his food now. The alternative, after all, is just kneading dough by hand. Uh, but it's nice to have an all-in-one unit that can just sit on a tabletop. The bread machine was one of my absolute favorite thrift shop buys. Every time I put ingredients into the mixer, to bake a loaf of bread, it felt like doing a small experiment. <laughs> Sometimes experiments fail. <laughs> I definitely uh, got loaves of bread that didn't quite work, that didn't quite pan out, uh, but the vast majority of my experience has been positive with the bread maker, and I'm so thankful I bought it. And so are my hungry coworkers. The bread machine piqued my interest in baking, really. It taught me a lot about cooking and ingredients and how uh, the food science of how different ingredients work and baking specifically. I began to read recipes on bread making and I would compare recipes and see, you know, this one, this recipe has this kind of flour and this one has egg and this one has powdered milk. This one uses real milk. I thought about what differences these little changes in ingredients and measurements made and how it impacted 
the end product. And that was something that I had never thought about before in a loaf of bread, and it changed the way I made bread, and, and that piqued my interest even more. So I went when I went back to thrift stores again, I started looking for books about bread making. I went to a hospice thrift store, and I found a recipe book that's just for bread machines, and I still use it to this day. It's made excellent breads. I was at a library book sale, and I found a book just on bread making, like next level artisanal bread making, so I can take my bread making to the next level if I if I chose. I haven't read the book yet, uh, still working through the recipe book. It sounds silly saying it out loud, but what started as an impulse buy really uh, ended up being a fulfilling and tasty hobby that I still love to this day. And that's the real essence of the shift to thrift lifestyle, is that you learn more about yourself and you learn more about the world around you. So try thrift shopping, try yard sailing. Uh, you might just broaden your horizons. And I'll leave it there. That's a good end for this episode. Thank you for listening. By the way, today I made a half-white, half-wheat loaf of bread. It's really popular with my coworkers. And it all got eaten.